0: at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Welcome to the party, pal. Action movie reviews with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. This is the chopper. yippee mother... Yeah, we've, we've yet to officially change the intro for these, <laughs> these other that. versions of Maggie and Judd movie reviews. When, when, I,
2: when I think Kate Hudson, I think yippee ki <laughs> MF. You, pro- you probably do. Yeah, I probably do. <laughs> To be
0: completely honest, I actually do. So uh, it's Valentine's Day weekend, and we've, we've had people. So we started doing action movie rewinds almost a year ago now. The pandemic hit 11 months ago. So we've done like 45 action movie rewinds, and we will keep doing action movie rewinds. But we've had a lot of people reach out and say, I love action movie rewinds so much. It would be great if you guys would branch out and do other type. Have you ever considered doing comedies or... You know, and I don't know, like we've talked about the types of movies that would be fun to review, and if like if we're gonna review old school or like good comedies, I don't know what there is to make fun of. Yeah. Like
2: I, old school is just on TV the other day. Great movie, yeah.
0: I was watching it too. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> and like like those movies are just funny and awesome. And I don't know what we would necessarily add to it. And so we had to find a little corner somewhere and rom coms is the probably the most requested genre. We picked a good one though. How to lose a guy. In ten days, so two thousand three. I oh, was a guinea pig. Somebody you could test your theories on. Yeah, and I and I was just a girl somebody picked out in a bar.
2: Yeah, you know what's big deal. Hell, I'm sure now you can even use it as a little twist in your story. It's a good idea. Maybe we should bet on it. You know what? You did your job, though, Amy. Exactly. You wanted to lose a guy in ten days. Congratulations. You did it. You just.
0: No, I didn't, Ben. Because you can't lose something you never had. Oh, slam. What a line. Just get what some. What a line. Just get some.
1: And they're both man. and they're both in the wrong. They both were wrong oh, do man. what they did.
0: Amazing. All right. Okay, here is the summary of how to lose a guy in 10 days. And then she shoots him and that's spoiler alert And that's yeah.
1: the action movie <laughs> she pulls out She's the bad guy she pulls out a machine gun and obliterates him
0: uh, <laughs> an advice welcome colony. to the body pal a magazine advice columnist andy anderson played by kate hudson tries pushing the boundaries of what she can write about in her new piece about how to get a man to leave you in 10 days her editor lana loves it and andy goes off to find a man she can use for the experiment Enter advertising executive Ben Barry, played by Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Little red light, green light. Who is so confident in his romantic (laughs) prowess, he thinks he can make any woman fall in love with him in 10 days. When Andy and Ben meet, their plans backfire. 42% 42% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know what the other 68% were thinking <laughs> when they reviewed this movie.
1: They didn't like McConaughey. Roger Ebert. They must have not liked
0: McConaughey. Yeah. Maybe they didn't like Kroll the Warrior King. I don't know. Uh, critics' consensus, according to Rotten Tomatoes, Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson are charming together, but they can't overcome how to lose a guy in 10 days. Silly premise and predictable script. A $50 million budget turned into $177 million at the box office. A wild success. Yeah, wow. Starring Matthew McConaughey, Kate Hudson, Katherine Hahn, and Adam Goldberg, who, by the way, so in my binging of friends late at night the yeah, last few weeks. That's right. So Adam Goldberg has a three episode run as, as Chandler's new roommate replacement for Joey when Joey goes on, yeah. lives somewhere else, and he has anger management problems. That's right. It's a, he's a, yes. His name is Eddie. Yes, Eddie. And he's a great character. I he's this. like super, he thinks that Chandler is like. Cheating on him or like cheating with his girlfriend and he's super paranoid. It's a great character. He
2: also has a great run in uh, Entourage, Adam Goldberg. That's right. Yes. Yep.
0: (laughs) What's he doing now? Do we know? Let's look him up here. Let's see what he is doing. He's one of those guys that if you hear his name, you probably are like, "Ah, I feel like like a lot of you see him. You're like, oh, yeah, It, it,
1: it, it feels like a lot of people from this film have disappeared a little bit from Spotlight. And they were pretty I big think at the Catherine time.
0: Catherine Hahn has been in every
1: chick flick in, in since 2000 and She's basically. been in so many movies. She she's now been, in a she's now in a car commercial.
2: Yeah, she's in um WandaVision which is on Disney right now. Oh, um, she is okay. She was in a great Mrs. Mrs. Fletcher, what's on HBO a little miniseries that she was out a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah, she's been in a ton of stuff.
0: Okay, so Adam Goldberg has been in a million TV shows. He's he's mostly doing TV right now. God Friended me. Oh, okay. Taken the TV series? Graves what? the TV series?
1: Wait, wait there was a Taken the TV series?
0: Yeah. Apparently, yep. We should review that too. <laughs> I yeah. had no idea. Are you serious? We'll put that toward the back who of the star- line.
1: Who was uh, our guy? I don't think who, Liam, Liam Neeson. Was. No, I'm sure Liam Neeson <laughs> didn't have time to do the television show. Yeah, this is from a couple years ago. Nor the ago.
0: desire. The tagline on the on the TV poster oh my is God. "I will find you," and it's uh, NBC Fridays at nine eight Central well, time. you know what? I didn't find it. The season was uh, the last season. It was two seasons. The last one was 2018. I don't know how many seasons you can do, although they did three movies of yeah. of it or four right. or something. You could probably come up with different ideas. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. So anyhow, um, we've got, <laughs> we're going to keep the framework pretty similar here, but we have a couple different twists on questions that we will ask that will be different than Action Movie Rewind. We'll start with Judd Zolgad, your key takeaway from How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days.
1: So first of all, off the summary that you read, Phil Mackey, I'd like to ask a question. Who started watching this film and thought, I wonder what the plot's going to be at the end? Like, I'm dead serious. Like an well, that's action... why they got dinged by the critics. No, I too know. But, I, but my point is, I'm faulting the critics here. Like, if you have our action films, right? Like, there are different ways to go. You know, there are different ways to go. But when I started to watch the this film, it was never about the storyline. It was about the actors, who were good, Right. So my key takeaway was strong cast, because the cast for that time was really good, I thought. Music, thumbs up. This was a, as far as what we were reviewing here, a rom-com, some call it a chick flick, although I do think that this went both ways. I, I think the guys probably enjoyed this too. This was, in my opinion, pretty much a can't lose. Like, you would have to hate relationship films to crap on this film. And let me tell you why I think it worked. That's it, yeah. And let me tell you why I think this film worked. Now, there's one very important character, an actor, and it's actually an actress. Kate Hudson, okay? Plays, in my opinion, a very difficult role. Because if that goes the wrong way, that character could have been despicable, like with the high voice and trying to be cutesy, and and all of the things. <laughs> she, did, she did a very good job. She, she did. no, but but I'm telling you, there are some actresses that they could have gotten who would have interpreted that role differently, slightly, and the film would would have been beyond annoying within probably the first half hour or so. So my takeaway was. Forget the plot. The plot, you knew you knew how this was going to end. Where they deserve kudos, my takeaway is this, the casting. That's all that mattered. I love
0: thespian judge. The yeah, casting,
1: but the casting <laughs> was the most important thing.
0: You're saying if, like, Anne Hathaway had been casted yes, as Kate Hudson's yes, character, it would have been a disaster. I'm
1: saying imagine some different actresses in that role, it, it, because if you took that role and were truly as annoying as her character was supposed to to be to people in the film, you would have absolutely like, turned this off and walked away. She does a magnificent job, so take the plot stuff and shove it. That's not the important thing. The important thing is that they got the casting right. Imagine if it was
2: like Drew Barrymore as this. I think it was. I, I, to oh point, man, it could have been. This easily could have been a Drew Barrymore. Yeah, she was very. It's it's very typecasted Drew Barrymore.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, she would have... I think you're right. I, I don't think she would have nailed the nuance no. of such a, such a complicated Drew, character that Andy Anderson is. Drew is one.
2: also a very love... Has a love-hate relationship, I feel like, with people. Like, either you love, you're all in on Drew, or you can't stand the sight of her. Yeah. So I can I can completely understand what Judd's saying yeah. there.
1: Yeah, so sense. that that's my most important takeaway to this film is that fact they got the casting right and from there the rest in my
0: opinion gravy what has kate hudson even done in the last few years besides fabletics commercials i think i mean she has it looks like she's been in uh, not much i don't think a random episode of truth be told um basically she's only done like four things since 2017 so she hasn't she hasn't done a whole lot. She she is rich enough not to have to work. Yeah, yeah. And she was born into her mom's money, Goldie Hawn. Goldie, That'll yeah. help. That'll help. Uh, so, all right. My main takeaway from this movie, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna bring you guys behind the curtain of Phil Mackey's life here for a second. Oh, okay. Oh, so this movie came out my senior year of high school, and I, it, it, it's a very impressionable time in your life. Senior year in high school, yeah. you're trying to figure out what you want to do with your life. You're trying to figure out who you are as a person. And I always knew that I wanted to work in sports media and, and sports journalism and go down that path. And so initially, when I had applied and was accepted into the University of Minnesota, um, I was on the professional journalism path, right? Like AP writing classes and, and everything that you would go through to be on TV and radio. And after watching the, this movie became after multiple viewings between like senior year of high school and freshman year of college, it became one of my go to rewatchable movies like that I that it just became one of my favorite movies and it led to me to switch my major from professional journalism and broadcast to advertising PR and copywriting (laughs)
1: unbelievable are you you serious
0: I fell in love that and then eventually Mad Men came around a few years later too like I fell in love throughout senior year of high school into college I fell in love with the idea of the advertising world and like oh my god you could have a so you could have a badass apartment, and you could go to <laughs> NBA games and you could just be coming up with yeah, like great, your whole life is coming up with like a slogan for a company, right? I'm yep. able to walk into my office, take off my, take shirt, off my shirt in front of women. Yeah, <laughs> and there totally. Is,
1: and there is no question that, that the Wolves are going to be in the
0: NBA finals probably by 2005. Listen, if the Knicks in the early 2000s yep. or at right. any point the, in the last 20 years are weekend, headed to the, the finals,
1: <laughs> yes. no doubt. and
0: so I, le- I legitimately, oh my, my official major in college, I wound up taking some some classic like sports journalism or, you you know, journalism classes, but I, I got an internship at KFan when I was nineteen. I was just sort of in the industry, and I wanted I wanted another track just to have something else yeah. that I could go into. And I was hell bent because of Benjamin Barry, Matthew McConaughey. I wanted to be that when I was like well, nineteen years. Who old. doesn't
1: want to be? <laughs> As an alum,
0: when you go
2: back and speak to prospective students at the University of Minnesota, I hope you mention this. I uh,
0: I've I haven't been asked back so. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure if that's going to happen. Uh, if anyone, if anyone with pull at the University of Minnesota is listening, listen. I graduated 14 years ago. Now yeah. you can ask me back. Now, okay. I'd love to speak okay. to the students.
1: Okay. <laughs> tell tell them how to lose a guy in 10 days is absolutely the movie you need to watch. Model your to life, decide all, your career on. Drop all of your majors right now.
0: Uh, Declan, what was your key <laughs> takeaway from this movie?
2: Uh, just your classic cheesy rom com, and even though it's. This movie, I think, comes out in 2003 is when it came out. Yep. It's still, it still has a lot of, like, 90s vibes to me. Like, the, the clothing. The, the soundtrack. The soundtrack. The, the Jim, Jim Blossoms. Blossoms. That, that's, a Jim Blossoms that's a
1: great album. That's uh, a great album. Keith Urban. If
2: we ever get back to back to, back to to normal, I would love to be at 1029 singing a Jim Blossom songs on karaoke. Because that would be a, a go-to okay. of mine.
0: Right after I was done watching this movie last night, I went to Spotify. And uh, I clicked the heart button on Jim Blossom's radio and rocked that coming oh, into the office today. Good
1: for you. That was a great good follow album. follow you down. Yeah. Yep. Hey, Jealousy. Man. Jealousy. that's my go-to
0: so good
2: um, but yeah main takeaway was just your cheesy rom-com it's got early 2000s vibes I like the sports tie-in too it helps that there's like an NBA finals thing going on in this movie I think that helps hook dudes into this film we'll, we'll get to that I
0: feel like there's a there's a but separate like episode altogether that we should do totally. on that which just, we'll do
2: just on the Knicks and by the way the Sacramento Kings being the other team which but by, at the time they was, were amazing was, was a decent team yeah but. the Knicks sucked but but going but looking back on it then it was pretty hilarious. I think the Knicks and Kings could be in the finals together. But uh, I, I I enjoyed it. It was a, it was a great rom com. It was the first time I ever seen this movie. I've never saw this wow. movie before. Um, so I was I'm really happy to watch that.
0: it. Um, this is on my Mount Rushmore of rom coms. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was awesome. I think if there was if if I could make a Mount Rushmore of rom coms just for my own personal taste, this is on it for sure. Sleepless in Seattle is on it for sure. Just a, a classic. You might even include the other Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan. You've got mail. You got mail. Which I've so never seen. Mix? I've never seen that, that oh, we're one. We're lining all never, these up, baby.
1: Sleepless I've seen. I haven't seen that. Um, When, when, when Harry Met Sally I've, I've seen a couple times. That. That's cute. That's good. I haven't seen it. Good either. stuff. Cute. That's cute. very cute, Judd. Very cute. It's very cute. Rom-com, Judd. We've, we've, rom-com we've, we've brought rom-com, heart Judd, to, to the, the show. I watch rom com yes. like The Grinch. I'm, I'm fine with rom Okay, another
0: one that I think Declan will hate this one because I think he hates Amy Schumer. But Trainwreck was on Freeform the other night. <sighs> yes, it was. Yeah, I've, I've seen that. LeBron huge... James is great in that movie. Yeah, but the movie stand itself her. is oh, I can't stand it's it's a cinematic classic. John Cena.
2: Yeah, that's. I like. I love Bill Hader. No, all the other actors in that movie are phenomenal. Yeah, he is good. Uh, Amy Schumer, I can't do. John, Cena,
0: there was yeah. a line. There's a line where John, so John Cena plays this like secretly gay, jacked up, yeah. and he's and he's dating Amy Schumer for a while. And uh, at one point, like they get into an argument in the theater or something, and the the guy behind, I can't remember the details, but like the guy two rows behind was telling him to shush, just yeah. like you saw in How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. And John Cena turns around and he starts like insulting the guy, and he goes, "I will." I will punch your – I will. I will enter you. I will enter you. Yeah. And the guy was like, "You'll enter me." What does that mean? <laughs> Anyhow, uh, on the soundtrack, Jim Blossoms. You had Keith Urban, which was an early two. He was like the biggest country star in the early two thousands. Yeah, great you had some Al Green and some Carly Simon from the sixties oh, and seventies the, the little car, Nelly in, little here. Nelly yeah. in there. Your so vain is an all time great Classic. song. Yep. All right, Judd, your favorite part of How to Lose a Guy in
1: 10 Days. So I actually picked a scene here that I thought was pretty well done, was was annoying, but annoying in a funny way, and I like that. It's when she uh, t- decides to interrupt the poker game, oh. the poker night thing. Yeah, a lot of, lot, of,
0: lot of indoor smoking there, too. Yeah.
1: And, like, all of the things that she does, again, I think she is the key to the film because it's funny and it's well done, and she basically makes a lot of, of the script. Uh, taking the pizza from Ben's friend's mouth, m- making Ben blow his nose, Peek-a-boo. put out his cigar, being upset about the fern dying, the the uh, love fern before she storms out. All of that stuff to me teetered on, okay, this could be really, really stupid and annoying and not funny, or it could be well done. I thought it was well done. I think there's a lot of individual, like, rom-coms in my opinion are so much about the characters, right? And and it's not just the writing for the characters, which is important, but it's how they execute it. And it's individual scenes that make these films. Um, Because, Judd, because yes! look at this. I love this. I'll tell you right now, the last scene of this film is not very good, but it doesn't matter oh. by then. Boom, boom. It's not very good, but that's okay because there were so many individual scenes so I picked that one as my favorite because <laughs> I thought that it was indicative of why this film was good and not a flop.
0: I've got takes on the last scene that I will okay. give you in a in a different section of this podcast here. Um, I think my favorite part of this movie was just how obviously Matthew McConaughey either had full on like control of the script or that. He only decided to do the movie if it was a, a two-hour ode to his ego. This was a two-hour ode to Matthew McConaughey's ego as now, a man, as an A-list celebrity. Is this the first film that
1: was basically a film about him? Um,
0: boy, well, like, let me pull up the IMDb because here. I mean you're right. This was an ode to him. He was a I think he was a pretty big megastar by this point. He was because he I mean he had been in big movies for. 12 years by this point. Let me just pull. Oh, up the it's 12 IMDb. years. Old. Okay. So, all right. so it's probably not early. On, oh, my God. That's right. I've seen this episode. You know, the first thing that he was ever in was in 1992. He was an actor in an Unsolved Mysteries episode. What? You know, well, you've this, seen it. Yeah. You know, the, the old I think he played like a guy that got shot in his garage or something. But they would always do the reenactment <laughs> scenes on Unsolved Mysteries. And so they'd hire just like no name actors to play out these like yeah. things. And he was a no name actor. Did you get to talk. I,
1: I think so. Oh my I god! So. I got to go back and find season
0: this. five, episode twelve. I got to see if I can find season this on five, episode twelve. Okay, oh, that's hilarious. So dazed and confused, uh, he yep. plays Wooderson in nineteen ninety three, oh, and he's great. So by this point, it had been ten years. Yep, and of he's great. A star. That. Um, he was in, and, and he wasn't a star in this, but like he was in Angels in the Outfield in nineteen ninety four. He was in remember, A Time to Kill in nineteen ninety six.
1: Oh, yes, in which he is unbelievable.
0: Yep. He was in U-571 as one of the main characters. That John Bon Jovi was also in that movie in 2000. Okay, He starred in The Wedding Planner in 2001. That was probably his oh. first chick flick and that's him. Great film. Yep. That's him. And Great then film. How to Lose a Guy
1: in He's, 10 Days. Okay, so this was like the second time that, that he basically got to play himself.
0: And then eventually he went into like Get Failure to Launch, We Are Marshall, Fool's Gold, Tropic Thunder, He's good. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He's good. And he just plays Matthew McConaughey. But like, I, I started making a list of just all the things under the Matthew McConaughey ego umbrella, taking his shirt off with the blinds open in his office. Uh, Even the way that he interacts with the two other co workers, it's, it's not like a normal interaction about guys, okay, like let's brainstorm some ways to get this jewelry company. It's him with his shirt off telling those guys, this is my account, this is my day, boys, like high-fiving. And his buddies are just there to, like, validate him mm-hmm. the entire time. They're like his little cronies. Um, he <laughs> picks up the hottest girl at the party <laughs> within 30 seconds of making eye contact with her using one-word sentences.
2: Yeah, yeah. I have a take
0: on that. <laughs> yes. This is the time for it. Go yes. ahead.
2: Well, that's my least favorite part. Okay. Is is the, is the part where they meet at the bar, and they, he's like, food? Food like they're just all saying they're both saying Leaving one yeah now it was the most awkward thing ever but it wasn't And then also, if you
0: try that, it's going to be awkward. Oh, yeah. Matthew McConaughey. He's 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 gorgeous. I'm a David Spade,
2: Steve Buscemi hybrid. Okay. Like, that's the (laughs) best I got. All right. Like, I'm not Matthew McConaughey. I I know my weaknesses. Um, That's awesome. But at the same time, just that that whole scene, also with those three, the three women, like, you know, Kate Hudson and her two friends, like, they just all get dolled up right after work and then go to the bar. I know it's New York, but. Seems a little, seems a little over the top, ridiculous. Yeah, I could see that one. though. Yeah, seems yeah. a little there. over the top. It doesn't, doesn't seem like things that people would do.
0: And then like he's right, he rides a motorcycle around New York. He get way, at the end of this movie, he winds up getting a fifty million dollar ad account that he is the he is essentially the account the account executive yeah. over this thing. Yep. And then um, the other thing that wasn't really a play to his ego, it was just actually kind of was a play to his ego and just like lack of caring about other people when. Andy comes to his apartment for the first time. So she walks in the door and and they just met and they're they're gonna hang out in his apartment for the first time. And he walks in and he goes, Can I get you a cold beer? Yeah. So he just like assumes uh, that she drinks no, beer. No, no, she was pounding Budweiser's
2: all night. That's in that's in my notes. I love the, that part. But At the
0: party she was?
2: At the she was drinking a martini at the party, but there's other scenes where, like, when they're tanning on the roof and stuff. But he doesn't like... know
0: when he asks her that. He doesn't, he doesn't know that know. she drinks beer. No, but why the... would you offer a girl because, only beer when you don't know? Because
1: here's the best part. My guess, Bud damn near funded the entire film. They did. Like, like (laughs) there is nothing but Budweiser (laughs) the entire film. Like, he gets home, he's happy, he's depressed. No matter what he is, he's taking out a Bud and turning the label of the Bud towards the camera to open it up. It's so like, true. Like he's purposely shifting the butt towards the <laughs> camera before he pops it.
0: It's great. I love sponsorships. But like Dex, like Dex has been in the dating game for what you know said, a few years. Like like when you when you hanging out with a girl for the first time, yeah. do you just assume because you like beer that they like beer? So hey, what kind of beer can I get you?
2: I would definitely not say what kind of beer.
0: I That's would what say, he's like, I, can I, I get you a cold yeah, beer?
2: I don't know. I would most likely offer a I, seltzer of, of a choice. A Corona but, Heart
0: Seltzer. Exactly right. Pure beach vibes. Now,
1: now, what if she had said, I'd love a beer. Do you have any Miller Lite?
0: It would have ruined well, the whole damn film. Yeah, he had to edit it out. <laughs> you yeah. had to blur her face <laughs> <right>. out. It
1: <laughs> would have ruined the film. <laughs> All right, Dex,
0: what was your favorite part? Yeah,
1: my,
2: my favorite part is actually the scene where they, yeah, they go back to the apartment for the first time. So, so twofold. Number one, I love how, yeah, he offers her a Budweiser, which is just great. I love that. But then she goes into the bathroom, and she starts to go through his things. But he first, he lights all these candles with Nelly playing. Yep. Okay? With Nelly, like 2002 hip-hop Nelly. Was it hot in here? It might have been hot in here. I can't remember. I think it was. I think it was hot in here. Yes, it was. Well, then he realizes, oh, wait, like, maybe I want something a little more sensual. So then he blows out the candles and turns on Al Green. Which I find hilarious because I think that would be the opposite. I think you'd have the candles off with Nelly playing, but then you would turn on Al <laughs> wow. Green
0: and light the candles. Love it. Dex. Why did he? Why did when she wanted to lay on the bed? His, so his goal is to get her to fall in love yeah. within ten days, right? Yeah. When she lays on the bed and taps the bed, yeah. Why but, would he pull the reins back on that? And if his goal is to get her to fall in love, is he just trying to show like, hey, I'm a gentleman. This is a one night stand and situation. Like, yes. Yo, let's, okay. let's let
2: me sit on let's sit on this dresser too. By the way, let's have this nice right. talk. On a on a vanity
0: five feet yeah. from my bed, where she's right there, well, man. We can't go to the couch and just hang out for a while. Right, no. So
1: his his goal though is to get her to fall in love, and take her to the party in ten days, right? Yes. So I so he thinks if if we have sex tonight, right? That's going to be it, right? Yeah. So he's just trying to stand. Yeah. So yeah. So he's got to. But here's my question: Classic. off off that, how did he? After the whole cluster bleep, right, where where she gets mad at the party, and then she takes the microphone, and all of that stuff happens. How did he just keep the account? Like I would think that that, that would have blown up. Like that looked.
2: No, well, what's what's her name? Uh, the the
0: the uh, wife. She was she was clapping the whole time. No, no, the, the DeLauer. older woman.
2: Yeah, de, yeah, DeLauer. yeah. Mrs. DeLauer. Mrs. Delauer. I would have thought somebody would she have. That was. Gra- You're right, Jen. Where it overruled. It should have been
1: these people are
2: crazy. I'm insane,
0: <laughs> but she was so in on it that she, she was just... Yeah, everybody else was like, oh, this is weird. And she was just, like, clapping yeah. and loving
1: it the whole time. Um, Phil, off, off your point, too. So it was very intriguing that they made sure that McConaughey's friends looked as ugly as possible, too. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. They,
0: yeah, they were just random guys, right? Like, schleppy sort Yeah, of. but, I
1: mean, they, like, dressed them down as much as possible. So he must have said... I not only need need to be the biggest hunk in this film, but everybody else who's a male in this film needs to not look even remotely good unless it's like a party scene.
0: And they certainly won't be taking Um, their shirts off. No, No.
1: hell
2: no. And then second favorite part is how she leaves the purse at his place because she knows she's going to be back. And or what he figures out is, oh, I'll take this with me. I'll have my boys open the purse and then it has this great subtle Knicks tickets, which no one would be carrying those Knicks tickets in the purse. It's one thing to leave the purse at the apartment knowing you're gonna come back. Yeah. That's a little token. I that, that that's a normal thing. But the fact you leave the Knicks tickets in
0: there. Did you guys also ball- notice did you guys also notice I got a thought on that, yeah. Um I'm trying to think of the exact way that this was phrased, but at one point it was day nine and they were talking about the party like tomorrow or something like that. And then McConaughey had pulled out game seven Knicks I, tickets. I think I know where you're going. But we, at that point, we were still like four days away. I don't remember how we knew, but I remember like it was made clear that this game is like four days away He's, or something. He
2: said date, date 13, I believe, is what date he said. Day 13. He, he like literally gave the number.
0: Yes. Yes. So they're on day nine because the party was the next day. And, yep. and he said day 13. So there's a four day gap. Well, the way the NBA finals schedule is, even with the two days, you wouldn't be guaranteed a game seven by that point. You might not even know that there's going to be. Oh, that's a good point. We might not even have gotten to game they, five yet. There wouldn't, there dude, wouldn't be a three-day. There are and so no point many flaws in he's this. He's pulled part. these tickets out. He's like, and these aren't just any tickets. These are game seven. Game seven, baby. But it's like, yeah, but there might not be a game there, seven. <laughs> don't you have to make that known? Like there this is yeah. a date, but wait, there might not be. But the Knicks are down three-two in the series. Yeah. We need to win game six.
1: <laughs> do you know? Do you know the amount of sports flaws in that series? All right, in well, the film, let's just okay. Like this. This is awesome.
0: It's off the chart okay so least favorite part let's just have this entire thing let's start with okay the nba the 2002 nba finals as portrayed in this movie okay Knicks versus kings um the ringer does an amazing write-up it's like a 2000 word write-up a dissection of this fictional nba final series yes as shown through the eyes of How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Yes, they called it one of the greatest NBA Finals series of all time. You had get you had seven games. You had buzzer beaters. I'm just going to read what they wrote, and then we can riff on our own. Okay? okay. Okay. So Andy and Ben go on their first date to the finals, and when we join them in the fourth quarter, things couldn't be going better. They seem to be having a great time, yelling at the refs and trying to distract Scott Pollard while he shoots free throws. <laughs> Suddenly, with under two minutes to go, Andy and Ben appear on the kiss cam. Seems like a critical error by the Madison Square Garden game ops team. You're supposed to get the kiss cam out of the way in, like, the second quarter. Yeah, it's not good. the fourth quarter of a one-score NBA Finals game. Yes, All right, everybody, it's the kiss, there, the kiss there's cam. Lots it's of, underwater yes. cam. The, the end of this game is fraught with peril. Also, before I keep uh, reading here, if you'll notice, there was a, there is... One of many continuity errors when she wants the Diet Coke and there's like, you know, the game is winding down, yeah. supposedly That's when when they nice. showed. So she's like hitting him and like, I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty. Yeah. And then they show a shot of the court on the back, like on the far end of the court, on the back of the backboard. The clock says seven minutes and like 26 seconds. Oh,
2: I noticed this. Yes.
0: But the scoreboard says right. 109. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when she first asked for it, you can see the clock, and it says, like, you know, less than two minutes. There's less than two minutes in the game. But then they, they do a pan shot to the full court, and at the other far side of the hoop, it says 720. I yep. noticed this, too.
1: They're so like, <laughs> oh, big hole there. But keep yep. in mind, it, it's a finals with a team from 2002 that didn't even make the playoffs. So they're not really worried about
0: the clock here. So uh, the ringer continues. So the, the, so the kiss cam happens. You need the crowd to be pumped up, put on a hype video, of players yelling, make some noise while crazy train plays. But in this instance, the kiss cam works because the Madison Square Garden crowd is transfixed by the magnetic will-they-won't. Will they, won't they energy between McConaughey and Hudson when they finally kiss? The building goes nuts. I guess it's okay to show kiss cam in a critical moment of a finals game, but only if you're reasonably certain the two people you're putting on the Jumbotron are characters in a rom-com. Thanks to McConaughey and Hudson, 20,000 fans roar to their feet. Then the sound guy blasts the ultimate pump-up jam to keep the crowd hyped for the final minute of game one. Kiss me by sixpence, none the <laughs> yeah. richer, which by the way is a great little pop song. Yeah, great little tune, <laughs> great little great pop song. Fired up, great tune. Um, okay, they also note here the Kings lineup with less than two minutes to go in this game. Oh my god, Bobby Jackson. <laughs> (laughs) Sacramento is running a bizarre lineup with backup center Scott Pollard and deep bench reserve Lawrence Funderburk in the game. Foul trouble. There was foul trouble in that game. I remember it clearly. Funderburk had six points total in the actual 2002 NBA playoffs, but on this night, he apparently has seven. Meanwhile, some of the Kings most important players like Chris Webber, Doug Christie, Peja Stoyakovich. And Vladi Divas are out of the lineup with the game on the line. Oh my God! <laughs> they all fouled out. Come on, don't you? I can't believe I you guys don't recall that. I guess. Um, fast oh. forward to Game Seven here on this Ringer write-up. So Ben buys tickets for Game Seven. He says they're not as good as the tickets bought by the usurped Sports Illustrated editor, who is presumably enjoying the finals alone in his massively expensive seats. But because of your typical rom-com stuff. Andy and Ben have a falling out. Ben briefly jokes about attending the game with Chinese crested dog Andy, um, or the, the Chinese crested dog Andy bought him, and Andy watches at home with one of her co-workers. We hear Marva Albert off the top of the game talk about how this has been a classic series as Kurt Thomas wins the opening tip <laughs> against Divas, and then we don't get to see the result of Game 7. Correct. Oh. The movie flashes forward a few days they skip it. and never actually reveals who won the finals. Yeah, because they don't really even they they don't care about
1: basketball. There's no commitment. I didn't here. Really
2: put that together.
1: Um, so the biggest the biggest flaw that I saw as far as being easily correctable too. <laughs> the entire NBA Finals is on regional TV in New York. <laughs> it's Marv on MSG for every game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last time I checked, the I believe the real 2002. And NBA Finals was um um who the heck was it what uh, I, I the,
0: the Nets and Lakers yeah, okay I actually have some 2002 NBA trivia for you guys if you, oh the you last
1: know. time I checked that boys that series was on ABC
0: not MSG I believe that might have been the first series no yeah that might have been the first series on on ABC. It, it, it might have been NBC. It might
1: have been, but the fact, but the fact that they put the whole thing and clearly Marv got paid, right? So they're they're like, okay, we'll pay Marv something here. Marv
0: will do some voiceover yeah, work for a it's half gonna, hour. It's going to be on
1: yeah. MSG regional so, television. So
0: what they apparently did was the film crew went out to a, just a random regular season game between the Kings and the Knicks to film all of the basketball scenes in one game. Yeah, and so they there was at one point one of the, the like the game winning shot. I think it was when they were at that restaurant and Andy watched it live and then oh, Ben watched you. it all excited on Sports Center after the fact. Oh, no, the late local sports. So if, yeah, <laughs> the late a, local sports. I got to turn on late local sports. So if you, if you watch that clip back, the game winning shot happens and then Othello Harrington grabs the ball to inbound it because it's just footage from a random game. Like it's footage from the second quarter. But the movie framed it up as like, oh, it's a game winning shot in the NBA Finals, <laughs> but they forgot to cut the clip. Before Othella Harrington inbounded up for the next play. <laughs> it's a miracle. That, Dude, they need continuity help with yeah, these things.
1: It, it's a miracle that, that that didn't end up being two Eastern Conference teams in the finals. It is. Like, it's a miracle that it's, a, it's the Sixers and Knicks. What a great finals. Right. But wouldn't that be the conference? I mean? So
0: how did they know enough to pick a random game with an Eastern and a they Western Conference team? They could have.
1: They, they might have just said, yeah. so... If I'm right, they probably sent the crew out to film, okay? And the Knicks approved it. And my guess is during timeouts, they, they said, you know, we're going to show this on the scoreboard and cheer, right? I bet you they got lucky. I bet you that it could have been Sacramento, but it just as easily could have been Philadelphia, Man. New Jersey at the
0: time. And then they, I guess they could have framed it as like a, a playoff series or something. Right. I bet you they still would have called it the NBA Finals. Okay, some some trivia for you guys here. Two thousand one, two thousand two NBA season. Yes. So you got the finals right. It was the Lakers sweeping the Nets. Yeah, <laughs> terrible. Finals. Who did the Timberwolves lose to in the first round? No two. Mm-hmm. The, it, they got they got swept.
2: No, they didn't get swept by the Mavs. I didn't think
0: uh, they did get swept by the Mavs. I did. They did no. get swept by the Mavs in two thousand two. Oh. Yep. The upstart Steve Nash, yeah. Dirk Nowitzki. I thought they there was one year where they pushed them
2: to a five. I thought the name. They of, there pushed
0: was the Sonics. That was to Seattle. A five. I know.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I
1: think that was the glove in okay. Seattle. I think. Okay. Yep. This uh, was the Mavs was were right.
0: like coming on the scene, and I think Don Nelson was the coach. They had Michael Finley in his prime. So they got swept in that series. Yep. They, three games, God, double, God, double digit bad. losses in games two and three.
1: Man, do I miss the those days of first round ineptitude from the Wolves man. when they at least made the playoffs? Yeah, <laughs> we, we'd take that back for yeah. sure.
0: Hail yeah. Who was the MVP of the NBA that year? No two. Shaq. That sounds right. Not Shaq uh Allen iverson not Allen iverson mm. jason kidd draw sure no. up good guesses because he was the point guard i think for the for the nets Kobe, tim duncan oh um, tim duncan was the Old mvp fundamental who was the rookie of the year you know this, be, two, this is a hall of famer but it'd it be it's gonna be tough to guess this i think two, you're not gonna a i don't know Pau gasol Oh, oh yeah, it was the rookie of the I nice. know. I believe for the Vancouver Grizzlies yeah. maybe at the time. Yeah. yeah, they were at Memphis Yeah. And the great. scoring champ of the 2001-02 NBA season. Shaq. Not Shaq.
2: Oh.
0: AI? AI. Let's say. Yep, Second thirty some points a game. He was fun, man. I love watching him. Oh, two 02 NBA. Um, any other final thoughts from one of the great final series of all times there <laughs> before we close this chapter. It did, it didn't feel like a finals vibe. Like it just Not He oh, didn't okay. see the finals logo on the court and they didn't care. Lawrence Funderburg they can't be in the game. They,
1: they said that the majority of people that w- watch this are going to not care, and so we don't care.
0: Chris Weber was, I think, injured for this game, which made Got it even it. less realistic. But, know? I mean, that's what and they said, right? They must have. They
1: basically know. said that the, the people that come out and pay to watch this film are not going to give a damn if what we paint from a basketball standpoint is
0: real or not. And so they just punted. Is this just as much a sports movie as it is a rom com? No. Yeah, not. It's like ten percent sports movie. Yeah, but it's not just as much. Yeah,
2: like the the, the, that would be like fever pitch. Fever pitch is like half sports, half rom com. Okay,
0: what is more? Yeah, is Die Hard more of a Christmas movie than this movie is a sports movie?
2: Yes. I'd, say it's, I about, what you're saying. I'd yes. say
0: it's about the same.
2: Oh, no, no, no.
0: I think Die Hard's like 50% Christmas yeah, I think, movie. I, yes. We're not going to get in that Yes. I'm not going to get in that
2: fight. The last takeaway I have from the, from the whole Knicks and and Sacramento Kings debacle is just, I, I don't care how great this girl is and how much I'm trying to impress her, there is zero chance I am getting up with two minutes to go to get her a Coke.
0: And why is she asking for that? Yeah. And
1: why is the concession well, no, she's can't a, even open still? If, well, she's asking to drive him away with, within 10 days. And in fact, that's the first time that she gets weird. Right. So like she'd been really cool up until then, but I'm I'm with Dex, my least zero can. my least believable part of oh. this film, which okay. by the way is filled with things yes. that I wouldn't believe, my least believable is that anybody would go to an NBA finals and with 109 left say, "I'll go get you." If and I don't care if Dawn and I were on our our first date. I would have said, "Are you kidding me?"
0: <laughs> I mean, it's, no. a, it's, it's a deal breaker. The relationship is over if that if she pushes. And by the way, then you get her something, and there's 30 seconds left, and she says, "Oh no, no, no!" She freaks out. It's it's not diet. <laughs> Listen, we'll stop somewhere right out. There's a bar outside. We'll stop somewhere. We'll get you something. But you gotta, you I gotta mean, calm down a little bit here.
1: I mean, I told Dawn in in game seven of 91. Oh, a love story. I told her quit. Waving that damn hanky around because I'm trying to watch the game. <laughs> <laughs> this is a game seven. Uh, how long were you dating at that point? Uh, we start, oh two years I think. Oh, Okay, okay. so quite a while. But so I'm like quit like, waving or, the hanky around. Wasn't the second wasn't date. like
2: the second date? And you're no, me to would, stop waving oh, the hanky.
1: Oh, do you think I would take a person on a second date to game seven of the wor- World Series? Pay so much money to be at a fly in the wall, not to watch the World Series, to watch
2: Judd on a date at a baseball game in the eighties. Oh, Not, we the, the World Series game is secondary to me at so, this
1: point. So we were at uh, a oh, awesome. regular season game at the Metrodome. I think it was Mariner's Twins. I, f- I forget. It's around 1990 or so, okay? A- and we have some sort of brawl about something. I don't remember. We were both pissed off. Um, and so we're brawling. And so we're basically, I'm sitting there arms crossed. And like Dawn, I don't think she's crying, but she's upset, right? I'm not joking. They put us on the old-school black-and-white Metrodome scoreboard. Oh, yes! And it's just these two miserable people. Oh,
0: my God, that's and I'm amazing. And like, i
1: we're up there. And,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and luckily, it was such a small Jumbotron in retrospect. Oh, and it was
1: of um, that black-and-white? Like, you couldn't... Yeah.
0: But anyway... That's hilarious. Yeah, that's so, awesome.
1: But anyway, least, wow. believable yeah, least believable is anybody getting up, anybody... Actually saying, I will go get get you a coke, and then Phil, I thought the same exact thing. Why is the concession stand open with basically a minute
0: left in this basketball game? Yeah, I don't know what yeah, that's. And then that one guy is super slow. Whatever. Um, what about? Okay, new new question for you guys for just special for rom com here. Sure. The cheesiest part of this movie? I'm going with the end. Yeah, I, I think they, it it is, right, let, here. It's this right here. You yeah. can write anywhere. I think you're running away.
2: Why don't you save your mind games for your next bet, okay? I am not running away. Both. Bulls- Excuse me? You heard me. Bull. <laughs> Take the lady's luggage back to her place. She has alternate transportation. Alternate transportation.
0: You call my bluff? You bet I am. I love the way that he slips that cab driver, yeah. like, a couple hundred $100. dollars to without me, looking the- at him at all.
1: Can I ask a question about this too? She's moving, right? Yeah, to Washington, to DC. She's hugging the bellman. She's gone. I mean, she's got. She quit her job already. She's a freelance journalist who's quit her job. Okay. Yep. Where is her place now? Like, is she just (laughs) keeping the New York, the Manhattan apartment? She's well. No, I think she was going to
0: interview for a job. Got in Washington. Oh,
1: I thought she was like yeah. going to go to Washington because she's got her stuff, but she's.
0: Phil's okay, right. I think, so. she's, Phil's I think right. she's interviewing She was interviewing people. Okay. But,
2: ju- but like the way she was saying it, like she's like was hugging the bellman. It was like, yeah, gotta go. like a yeah. she's acting
0: like she's moving. This yeah. is also another Matthew McConaughey ego stroke in that I'm such a stud muffin. I don't care what her career and life aspirations are. You can t- cab driver. We're gonna put an end to her aspirations. She's coming home with me. Yeah, like, yeah, because I'm
1: so, because I'm so great. Anyway. So, so she, uh, she is done rotten. She's not gonna do anything barefoot and pregnant. I mean, what's he talking about? Yeah. Oh um. God. So here's where I will absolve them, though, from my perspective, and say that even though it's cheesy, it's fine. I don't think there's a good way, like some great way, to end this film. And they got it under two hours. <laughs> I think they just wrote the end and said, "We got to be done."
0: Yeah, this is over.
1: Like they knew you, you can't go two ten, right? Game seven's over. Yep. Yeah. You, you don't know who won, but 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 I mean that that's where I, I think the critics' um, complaints fall apart here because they're they're like, well, the script didn't make a lot of sense, and then of course it didn't. It's well acted. They got it done. Yep.
0: Oh my God. Um, Okay. Another candidate for cheesiest thing. It has to be what they came up with for a $50 million ad spend for this jewelry company, DeLauer. Frost yourselves. Frost yourselves. yourselves, (laughs) Which means something different as well. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know if I would have spent $50 million on Frost Yourselves. Are the Delaurs just
1: drunks? Is that what we're (laughs) supposed to take this as? I I think
0: so. They're just billionaires. Yeah. Um, Another thing before we get into a couple of the final questions here. 2003 kind of felt like it was peak magazine era. I think back to like early 2000s and I can tell you personally. Oh, yeah. I had subscriptions to SI, ESPN, yep. The Magazine, Men's Health, Golf Digest, Slam, Esqui- Entrepreneur, Esquire, Esquire, Esquire Rolling like,
2: Stone, all, all you, that you, stuff. Magazines read, were huge in our house. Did
0: you read all of these? Not all of them. Yeah, I was But then young. I would save them. Like I would put them all yeah. in boxes. Oh, yeah. I had because they look
2: good. My childhood bedroom was all the SI for Kids like rip off cover art that you could put on. Like they, I had yeah. all of them up there.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Paul
2: Pierce, Joe Mauer, all yeah. the Vlad Guerrero. I had all these
0: great ones. Yeah, I mean because the internet was still pretty new in the early two thousands yeah. and social media. Didn't quite exist yet and so you know in terms of like the pie chart of your media consumption <laughs> in a day it didn't include instagram it didn't include youtube or any of that stuff or netflix so like magazines were still a huge part of sure. media in 2003 so that was another thing to know that this is like the height of of magazine consumption um all right a couple things for you guys here that are one that's going to be a little bit different and i want your help molding this we so we do Definitive bad guy rankings in action movie rewind. Yeah, I think we should do like definitive main character rankings of some kind. But obviously, we have we have two main characters in this movie. Mm-hmm.
2: So a, a fun one to do once we like actually put a bunch of them in our tool bag with the rom coms is like the best relationship, like the best Ooh. the best love connection. I like
0: that's it. a good. But, but
2: we need like six, you yeah. know, like we we can't just start love with it. this one. I like it. Well,
0: but, let's let's give them a score. Let's sure. get let's so yes, I Frank love him. it. So definitive relationship rankings, rankings. great idea. Dax coming through in the clutch, and so I think, I think it has to be a combination of like the characters themselves, the looks, chem- personality, chem- chem- looks, personality, chemistry. How about looks, personality, chemistry? Because some do not work chemistry. at all. Like yeah. some are some the, well,
1: yeah. It's just clear that the two people don't really gel, sure, and so it just stinks.
0: Yeah. So should we even include looks, or should we just say chemistry? chemistry. Yep. Kind of I think chemistry. chemistry is the most important thing. Yeah, chemistry. I like it. It feels forced at times. Uh, and this one I thought was really good. So Ben Barry plus Andy Anderson yes. on a scale of 1 to 10.
1: The most important thing that they found was they found an actress that could hold her own with him. Yeah. Be- because I, I'm willing to bet in real life as, as an actor or a- actress, McConaughey probably would be difficult to act. Not, not with because he's a bad guy but there's just a lot there. Yeah. Like there's a lot of there there with McConaughey. Um so 1 through 10. I'm mm-hmm. going to go with a solid See it's it's the first time. So it's a little more difficult to me, but I'm going to go with a very solid 8. And this is the chemistry between the two. Yes. Yeah, obviously, right?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I I feel like it's a 9. That's fine. I feel high. like it's a yeah, nine no, it's high because yeah. the, also the the whole part is that like she's trying to play it off like I want to lose this guy, but also that's a normal game a woman will play, not trying to lose the guy. The guy is also in Matthew McConaughey, like this big this big wig. This this I, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, Dex. Tell us more. Yeah, no. Have I experienced this? Before? We've got all the time in the um, world. Tell us more. Oh my
2: god. Um but then, what the way Matthew McConaughey is playing it as like, oh, I'm I'm this heartthrob, like I'm I'm confident, I have all this money, I'm an a, I'm a sales guy. I think it's very legitimate, and then the family dynamic too, which we haven't touched on at all. When they go to Staten Island,
1: um,
0: which I'd like to touch on, we can, we can get on there he, So he's from I'm Staten Island and the did Texas nothing accent. to well, help. Texas. Well, I was gonna I was gonna
1: bring that up, right? Like, who wrote that this and, yes. and then said. Matthew, here's um, the key. We, we don't care yeah. that you're from Texas.
2: <laughs> I, I have a take from that. We'll get into, it. but I, I think it's I think it's a solid nine. I think the chemistry is,
0: is legit. It's a solid nine. I think it's an eight, and I'm I'm only docking it because, and this is pretty nitpicky, but they were both like you couldn't tell if they had great chemistry because they were both like playing. They had they both had hidden yep. agendas. And then when the hidden agendas kind of went away, you could tell they had great chemistry. I'm going to give it an eight. I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. so It's, it's a, solid, though. It's an 8.3 composite score here right. between the three of us. Okay. The movie itself. The movie itself as a rom-com, and let's just establish criteria here, too. Um, I don't know if we need to come up with something specific, but I think the, like the movie itself in terms of entertainment value. Is that fair? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Judd's little guy, one through ten.
1: Nine. Whoa! Yes, nine. It's it. Look for what they were doing, and I've I've seen this film probably three times now. It's really good. Like it's really again. It differs from the action films because it's because these are, in my opinion, so character driven in how they're done. Yeah, this is this is a nine. It is. It has a lot of really good things. And the two main characters, I think, are just great. Yeah, Dex McConaughey's great. I am sorry, I'm a fan.
2: Uh, it's a solid eight. It's an eight out of ten. I'm, I think I'm with Judd here. I think it's an eight. Uh, it, it. I've never seen this before, so I, I was completely open to interpretation here, and I thought it would It met all the criteria of your classic rom com. You have, you have the high profile businesswoman who, who is trying to swindle this dude. You have Matthew McConaughey playing the reciprocal of it. Um, there's cheesy lines. There's cheesy moments. I thought it was a, a really good rom-com. I would watch this again. I know it's Phil Mackey like, has watched it a bajillion times. I don't know if I'll watch it that many times and or change like my entire career path after watching it. <laughs>
0: However, wow. it is a very
2: good movie. I'm glad I watched it for the first time. It's an 8.
0: It's, it is legitimately... Uh, in my life, it's legitimately, like, one of the movies I've seen the most 12, and have, and have yeah. been—I'm giving it a 9.5. Oh, wow. And the 0. .5 it, deduction yeah, is, is for the complete, just egregious oh. continuity mistakes with, with the NBA Finals. The NBA finals. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, like, you can't put the sports fan away! You can't show Lawrence Funderburk and yeah. Scott Pollard in the final minute oh, yeah? of an NBA Finals oh, yeah? game. I'm sorry. Uh, and get away with it. So they have to be docked for their just complete ineptitude with sports. And so, um, and so, yeah. Um, did you have a final point you were going to make, Dex? Uh,
2: the, the whole, just like another least believable scene is when, when they're at the parents' house yeah. and they clearly, you know, like get it on for the first time in the bathroom, in the shower. And like, let me get this right. Like you are two grown adults. You're back at mom and dad. There's like three of your nephews running around. Your brother's running around. Your old uncle is there. And you're just gonna get it on in the bathroom? Hell next yeah, to you everyone? Are.
0: Hell yeah, you are! I don't know, man. I'm that's with Declan. A, you haven't lived you until so- you snuck away from a family well, party. Okay, to-
2: yes, that might be true at like 18, <laughs> not at 34. Yeah. Like, th- there's there's an area where that's allowed, or like where that's okay. It's not okay Stupid? when you're grown adults. Just saying.
1: Okay, so Funny. so my what Dex just said is my least favorite part, and here's why. And this is the one thing in the script that could have been tweaked, and it would not have have been, been hard. The the entire premise is is they both secretly have a plan to drive the other person away throughout the course of this film, and then they go to a faux counselor, mm-hmm. and then they go and see yeah. and see his folks and family. And at that point in time, we suddenly just pivot to, I really love you. No, I really love you. Like, they just went from, I really don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Oh, my God, we're with your family now? Now, I'm going to tell you from personal experience, love the in-laws, love the family, all right? But that's not a tipping point. I mean, I, like, think, nine, I think what you but D. she Dawn said in
2: cards like that wasn't the point that like, oh, my God, I'm actually that's in love the with point Dawn. I said. Do you realize D. I D. hate games? Yeah. I hate
0: games. But see, they love games. And she said to him, she she had this. She put herself in the family and loved the way that the family interacted and treated her. And she could see herself as part of the family. And yeah, that's which why is a major,
1: major problem that I have. What? I have a major problem with that. I have a major problem with the fact that they took it from now. Now, if they had, if they had slowly but surely been ascending to to that, if they'd gone to a real counselor or something, <laughs> but they go to a friend, right? And then all of a sudden they go see the family, and then she's like, "Oh no, this is real," and then he's like, "This is real."
0: It, it's like they both lost their minds. I can't tell you how many times young Phil Mackey tried to convince a girl that he liked. Let's play some cards with your family. Maybe they'll you like You know me. how far Let's I kept see. girls from my. F- Never mind. Well, that sounds like a that you sounds problem. like a you problem. Yeah.
1: No, I know. But McConaughey maybe should. Have my done the my same. dad
2: always told me, "Keep your hands at home, son." That was one of the first lines he gave me when I was a young pup going on <laughs> dates. Keep your hands at home, son. Amazing.
0: So we'll do this again in a month. We'll do another rom com in a month, and we'll we'll pick it when we get a little bit closer. But now we have to pick a movie for next week's action movie rewind. And so what I'm gonna I'm gonna do the same thing we did with Declan a couple weeks ago, which is I'm going into the. The large bin of movies that we have put together so far and that have li- that listeners have put in here, I'm picking four of them. Oh, okay. And I want Judd to pick a random number one through four. Okay. Should I tell you what the four are? Even though it doesn't, like, you're going to, you don't know what order they're no, in. No, no, it's fine. You just want well, to, I want
2: the. No, I want people to know the four.
0: Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yes. But okay. You just, yeah, I got it. So the four on you. this list are Beverly Hills Cop 2, Snakes on a Plane, <laughs> Rush Hour. And Twister, another natural disaster. Oh, Twister. <laughs> Twister. I saw it in the theater. Another natural disaster movie. Oh, my movie. God. Okay. So Rush Hour, Beverly Hills Cap 2, Snakes on a Plane, and Twister. Okay. Um, one thing. I'm going to scramble these up here. Dee-dee-dee. Okay. Pick a number one through four. Three. Three. Oh, wow. You know what? Beverly Hills Cop 2. We got to do Twister at some point. We will for sure do Twister. <laughs> it is so. Actually, snakes on a plane is kind of a natural disaster, yeah. too. It's That's
1: true. Weird. That's true. Twister is just. Back oh, you talk about flaws. <laughs> How does the dad get blown away in a tornado when he's basically holding on to the cellar do- door? I, I'll never the, understand and that. And the
2: cow. The cow and the twister is my favorite movie. And, and now that's it cool. looks so
1: fake. <laughs> yes. Now, now it's I remember like, that's a plastic
2: cow. Vintagely renting that movie at Blockbuster when I was like for the first time when I was maybe like eight
0: or ten years old. It's great. All right, so we'll, we'll do Beverly Unreal. Hills Cop 2 for Action Movie Rewind next Friday.